Hey everyone, welcome to Zappagram, the mother of all music podcasts, where every week we cover the latest in music news, reviews, interviews, releases, discovery, history, and more. I'm your host, Chris Zappa, and as always, the world of music is a busy place, so without further ado, ground control to listener, take your protein pills, put your helmet on, this podcast ain't gonna listen to itself... everybody welcome back to episode 55 of the zappagram podcast the mother of all music podcasts and newsletters don't forget the newsletter the newsletter is how this whole thing started how's everybody doing welcome back i hope you've had a good week i hope that everyone here is doing well and uh hey it's the first of may already can you believe it i can't man this year is flying by I heard from so many of you over the last week letting me know what you scored on Record Store Day. So that's been really cool to hear about uh, all of the, the treasures that you guys found and added to your collections. My uh, friend Sean Williamson, who makes music as Velosa Hamster, the world's only lap steel metal band, uh, sent me a copy of his album, Uncaged. It's a really cool piece of vinyl, really amazing artwork on the uh, the album sleeve as well as included inside the album itself. Very cool poster in there. So I'm very happy to have that. I will treasure that always. And uh, actually, I can't wait to display it amongst the other records in my collection, which is slowly building. I'm not I'm not technically a vinyl collector. I don't even own a turntable. But uh, apparently a lot of people don't own turntables, but they do collect vinyl. There's a story in the news about that this week. We'll get to that later in the show. But anyway, if you haven't heard Velosa Hamster, you've got to go check them out. Their uh, music is on all streaming platforms, including SoundCloud. If you've never heard a uh, lap steel cover of, uh, say, Massive Attack's Protection or Pink Floyd's Sorrow or uh, the classic uh, song Sleepwalk by Santo and Johnny or Possession by Sarah McLachlan, In the Evening by Led Zeppelin, Thunderstruck by ACDC or Ace of Spades by Motorhead, it's incredible. Anyway, go check out Velosa Hamster. It's spelled exactly the way it sounds. It has been a huge week in the world of music, both for uh, music news and new music releases. So much good music has just dropped. We got new music from PJ Harvey, a new single off of her forthcoming album. Same for Y Oak, new album from The National, a new live Midlake album that was recorded in London during their uh, recent tour last year. It's amazing. The new music gods have really smiled on us this week. So we have that to be grateful for. Also, uh, in terms of new music, a new album just dropped on Friday that I am going to go ahead and call my favorite album of the year. It's definitely my favorite album of the year so far. I believe it will end up being my album of the year come the end of the year. But it's the new Butch Bastard album, Las Vegas Salvation. If I've ever strongly endorsed an artist or an album before and you've gone and listened and you dug it, then please go listen to Las Vegas Salvation by Butch Bastard. It is available to stream and to buy everywhere. I have links in the show notes for that as well as in the newsletter. I will be deep diving into all of this new music and much, much more in this week's show. So we have that to look forward to. And speaking of the show, if you're enjoying it, uh, the show and or the newsletter, please be sure to tell your friends, your enemies, your therapists, your Uber drivers, your stunt doubles, your sanitation workers, your in-laws, your outlaws, and anyone else who will listen. I, I would really appreciate it. Thanks for helping me get the word out. And thank you for coming back week after week. 
None of this would be possible without you reading and listening. So I really deeply appreciate that. I, I usually like to, you know, chit chat at the top of every show, but there's so much to get into this week that I'm going to, I'm going to cut the chit chat short so we can just dive right in. So let's get going. As most of you probably already know, which we will cover later in the music news, but uh, this past week we lost the legendary singer and activist Harry Belafonte, who passed away at the age of 96. And this week's quote comes from Harry Belafonte, who said that you can cage the singer, but not the song. Profound words indeed. In this week's Rock the Vote poll, I'm asking, what's your favorite Chris Cornell project? Was it Soundgarden, Temple of the Dog, Audio Slave, or your other option is, it's cruel to make me choose? Let me know what you think. This is episode 55, and so this week we're on weekly playlist number 55. As you know, every week with every episode, I put out a new playlist, which is published on both Spotify and Apple Music. Links to those are in the newsletter and the show notes. And I include mostly new music that has come out that week, or at least new music that I've discovered, which has come out recently. And this week I did something that I've never done before. I included a lot of music from a lot of artists, but I did include an entire album in the playlist. Once again, I included the entirety of Las Vegas Salvation, the new Butch Bastard album. I also included the new single from Y Oak, the new single from PJ Harvey, and a couple of new artists that I've discovered recently. Discovered these artists actually on TikTok over the last week or so. An artist by the name of Ellie Case writes beautiful, ethereal music. Uh, reminds me a lot of sort of a Kate Bush meets Imogen Heap sort of a sort of a vibe. Ethereal is definitely the word I would use, though. Beautiful. New friends I've made who have a band called Safari Room. I included some music from them on there as well. Very good stuff as well as a song called I Love Cats by a band called Vision Video. Vision Video reminds me of a band that would have been huge in the 80s, but uh, that is not to say that their music sounds dated. It, uh, it sounds just as uh, current and relevant today as it would have back in the 80s, but this song, I Love Cats, is fucking hilarious. But you have to hear it. It sounds a lot like uh, it would be something that the Smiths would have done, musically speaking and, and vocally speaking. But the lyrics to this song, I love cats so much more than I love humans. They're adorable, hilarious, and not one of them is a Republican. I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm cracking up through the whole song. Uh, there's also music on there from a band called Orion's Belt, B-E-L-T-E. There's a new song from The National, a new song from a band called Joseph, and a, uh, a two tracks, actually, from Midlake. Midlake released a new live album. They have a different singer now than when they first recorded the song Head Home, which is one of my favorite songs from their album, The Trials of Van Occupanther. The song Head Home was originally on that album. It was recorded, oh, 15, 20 years ago. So I recorded the live version from the brand new live album, as well as the original version in there. So be sure to check that out. Links to that on Spotify and Apple Music. As well, there's a master playlist with all of the songs from all of the weeks available on both platforms as well. And now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, it is already time for us to jump into this week's music news. As I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Legendary singer-actor and civil rights activist Harry Belafonte died uh, last week on April the 25th on Tuesday, and he was 96 years old. 
He died at his home on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. His uh, longtime spokesperson confirmed that the uh, cause of death was congestive heart failure. His death um, made me think about movies, actually. And it, it made me think about how uh, so much of the music, particularly from my childhood and uh, early, you know, adulthood, uh, how, how I discovered so much music from movies. And of course, uh, I'm, you know, thinking back to Deo, which was included in Beetlejuice. And I think that was the first time I had ever heard Harry Belafonte. He rose to prominence in the 50s with his interpretation of Calypso music, popularizing the sounds of the Caribbean for an American mainstream audience. In the 60s, he uh, ramped up his involvement in the civil rights movement, becoming part of Martin Luther King Jr.'s inner circle. Uh, his commitment to social justice never wavered. All throughout his life, he remained active in terms of fighting for human rights. It's always sad when uh, a really good person and a legend passes away, but uh, we know that he lived a, a long, fruitful life, and his platform really gave him the ability to affect change, which he, he used his platform well. So may he rest in peace. He will certainly be missed. Speaking of missing someone, a new book featuring Amy Winehouse's handwritten lyrics, photos, and personal journals will be released this summer in time for what would have been the late singer's 40th birthday. Amy Winehouse, in her words, is due out in hardcover on August 29th from HarperCollins, and in a statement the company said the 288-page collection, quote, shines a spotlight on her incredible writing talent, her wit, her charm, and her lust for life. It promises an intimate, curated assemblage of never-before-seen personal items that traces her creative evolution growing up in North London to global superstardom, providing a rare insight into the girl who grew up to become a legend. There was a documentary titled uh, Amy that was released a couple or three, four years ago. Uh, I believe it's uh, streaming on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Not sure. But anyway, it was uh, really, really well done. Really well done. I can highly recommend that if you've never seen it. It gives a glimpse um, into her as her life as she was just getting started in the music business and uh, just so full of promise and then just sort of, you know, followed the uh, the trials and tribulations that she went through uh, over the course of her two short career and and ultimately leading up to her untimely death but anyway very good documentary very highly recommended go check that out if you haven't seen that in sort of similar news freddie mercury's personal belongings are headed to auction the late queen frontman's crown handwritten lyrics paintings and more will be up for grabs in september a rummage sale of sorts containing items that once belonged to Freddie will be uh, hitting the auction block this summer via Sotheby's. According to the Associated Press, the 1,500-item sale will take place in September after a June tour of uh, Freddie Mercury's belongings to Sotheby's houses in New York, Los Angeles, and Hong Kong. A portion of the sale's income will go to charity. The singer left his treasured possessions, which he once described as exquisite clutter, to his close friend and confidant, Mary Austin. She recently arrived at the difficult decision of selling his collected artifacts now more than three decades since his death. The highest-priced item up for grabs is French painter James Tissot's Type of Beauty, which portrays his muse, Kathleen Newton. It's expected to bring in between $500,000 and $700,000. The auction is also said to include prints and works on paper by Picasso and Matisse. Uh, of interest to Queen fans, though, would be uh, Freddie Mercury's handwritten sketches of lyrics to We Are the Champions and Killer Queen. The Champions text sketches uh, across some nine pages on British Midland Airways stationery. 
Sotheby's estimates the champion bidder will spend between 250000 and 375000 for scoring that. Paupers among princes may consider one of the cheaper items up for bid, such as Freddy's Silver Tiffany & Company Mustache Comb, which uh, could go for between $500 and $750, they say, but I can see that fetching way, 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 way more than that. Here's a classic rock band I've never covered on the show, Aerosmith. Aerosmith guitarist Joe Perry recently revealed that Aerosmith were going on tour later this year, and it looks like it might be their final tour. We should know more later today. The band has posted a countdown clock on its website leading up to today, May 1st at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, where they will formally announce the tour. Meanwhile, ad banners have begun to appear at venues like uh, TD Garden in Boston and T-Mobile Center in Kansas City, displaying the Aerosmith logo with the text, Peace Out. So that's why everybody thinks this is their final farewell tour. In some legal news... In a packed New York courtroom last week, Ed Sheeran picked up his guitar and launched into a tune that has him locked in a copyright dispute over Marvin Gaye's classic Let's Get It On. The only audience that mattered in this case was the jury, and so he serenaded them with an acoustic version of Thinking Out Loud. So Marvin Gaye had a co-writer on that song, Ed Townsend, and the heirs of Ed Townsend have brought this uh, lawsuit against Sheeran, saying that his song is strikingly similar to Let's Get It On, and uh, that, you know, it's a direct ripoff, which is ridiculous. You know, you, you can't say that because uh, one song has the same chord changes as another song that it's a ripoff of that song. The melody is nothing alike. Um, anyway, I just think it's ridiculous, but that's what's going on. And so the jury got to hear him sing that song, and uh, then they have been adjourned until next week when they will uh, come back, I guess, and uh, deliberate. Whenever a decision is handed down, I will let you guys know what that is. Susie Sue of Susie and the Banshees has uh, added more tour dates to the first tour that she's gone on in more than 15 years. At the moment, her only North American date is headlining California's Cruel World Festival on May 20th, and that lineup also features uh, Love and Rockets, they're also their first show in 15 years, Iggy Pop, Echo and the Bunnymen, and, and much more. The rest of her dates are European ones, so be sure to check out the link in the show notes for that. Don't scream, but rocker and director Rob Zombie has partnered with the horror film buff's ultimate soundtrack destination, Waxwork Records, to issue a curated line of never-before-released classic horror movie soundtracks under the banner Rob Zombie Presents. It starts, appropriately, with Rob Zombie Presents White Zombie, the 1932 Bela Lugosi picture that gave Zombie's early band its name. Uh, that will be available in a deluxe 180-gram Zombie and Jungle colored vinyl package with liner notes by Rob Zombie himself. It's the first time the White Zombie soundtrack has been available on vinyl. So that'll be out a little bit later this year. Probably be able to scoop up a copy of that just in time for Halloween. Singer-songwriter M. Ward has announced his new album, Supernatural Thing, which is set to release on June 23rd of this year. As a preview, he's released the record's title track on streaming services everywhere. This album marks Ward's first one in three years and features contributions from uh, some really incredible artists. Nico Case, First Aid Kit, Jim James of uh, My Morning Jacket, and Scott McMicken. The album also includes two covers, one of David Bowie's I Can't Give Everything Away from his final album Black Star and a live recording of Daniel Johnston's Story of an Artist. Ward is also set to embark on a short stint of European tour dates starting next month. Tickets can be found at the link in the show notes. In hip-hop news, LL Cool J announces Rock the Bells Tour with The Roots, DJ Jazzy Jeff, and tons of other guests. 
Back in 2019, LL Cool J won a lawsuit against Gorilla Union, the promoters of the Rock the Bells Festival, over the festival's name, which was named after uh, his classic song from 1985, and a judge gave him control over that name. Last year, he staged his own Rock the Bells Festival in New York. This summer, he's taking the Rock the Bells Festival on tour, so it won't be a festival so much as a uh, a review, a touring version of the all-star hip-hop salute that was the highlight of this year's Grammy Awards, which I don't know if you saw, but it was absolutely fantastic. Definitely the highlight of the Grammys this year. LL will uh, headline the shows himself, and he'll be performing with The Roots, which will be awesome. Uh, he will also be joined by DJ Jazzy Jeff, here are some of the other acts that will be joining him, too. salt and Peppa, Queen Latifah, Rakim, Common, MC Light, Method Man, Red Man, Big Boy, Bone Thugs, and Harmony, Ice-T, Juvenile, Dougie Fresh, Slick Rick, De La Soul, Goody Mob, Rick Ross, just, just a whole host of others. So uh, there are going to be dates starting uh, June 25th in Boston, running through September 3rd in L.A. Huge string of dates in between there. Be sure to check the link in the show notes and the newsletter for more to find out if they're coming anywhere near you. And here's something I was talking about at the top of the show. Half of vinyl buyers in the U.S. don't have a record player, new study shows. One might think that the rise in vinyl sales would call for a corresponding rise in turntable sales, but as it turns out, about half of vinyl LP buyers don't own a record player, according to a recent study by the music sales data company Luminate. Luminate's top entertainment trends for 2023 report found that of the 3,900 U.S.-based respondents surveyed, about 50% of those consumers who had bought vinyl in the past 12 months do own a record player. About 50% do not. I find this very interesting. I thought maybe, you know, I was the only person in America who has uh, started a, a modest little vinyl collection, but who does not own a record player. Apparently, that is not the case. I am not alone. Always feels good to know you're not alone, right? This company, Luminate, seems to credit these stats largely to uh, quote-unquote superfans, who they define as music listeners who spend above average time and money on music, actively discovering new music, participating in music-related activities on social media, and attending live music events. Still, the vast majority of music revenue comes from streaming services. In uh, 2022, about 84% of uh, music revenue came from streaming services, which could indicate that a lot of these superfans operate more on a completist mindset and tend to buy vinyl simply for the sake of owning it rather than necessarily listening to it. It is not at all shocking to learn that the highest-selling vinyl albums last year were Taylor Swift's Midnight's, Harry Styles's Harry's House, and Olivia Rodrigo's Sour. Uh, all artists with notoriously fervent fan bases. As it turns out, all forms of physical media are making a comeback from vinyl to cassettes to CDs. I don't think we'll ever see the return of the 8-track, though. Sid Barrett, one of the founding members of Pink Floyd, founding member turned recluse turned mythic cult icon, has a documentary coming out about him called Have You Got It Yet? It was announced, I believe, last year, but now we have the first trailer ahead of its U.S. release later this summer, titled Have You Got It Yet? The Story of Sid Barrett and Pink Floyd features new interviews with the band's surviving members, Roger Waters, Nick Mason, and David Gilmour, and provides insight into the album The Piper at the Gates of Dawn, in which Barrett was instrumental, as well as the their meteoric rise around that time, um, his acid-fueled breakdown and eventual exile from the band. The documentary, which is named after an unreleased song that Barrett brought to his final practice with Pink Floyd, also includes interviews with legions of artists that were inspired by him, from The Who's Pete Townsend to Graham Coxon of Blur. 
The U.S. release of the documentary will occur in late June. We don't have an exact date yet, but I will let you know as soon as we do. Fans of PJ Harvey rejoice. Uh, she is set to release her first album since 2016. The album titled I Inside the Old Eye Dying, which she produced with longtime collaborators Flood and John Parrish, is due out on July 7th. The first track from that album, A Child's Question August, is uh, streaming now on services everywhere. Dead and Company are uh, going on tour, uh, their final farewell tour this summer. And uh, it was just announced that drummer and founding Grateful Dead member Bill Kreutzmann will not be joining the band on its final tour this spring and summer, according to a statement released last week. According to the statement, Kreutzmann is in good spirits, good health, and is not retiring. He just will not be touring with the band on their final tour for some reason. There's been no mention yet of who will be replacing him, but uh, their final tour kicks off May 6th with an appearance at the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. In more vinyl news, Lana Del Rey's Did You Know There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard is the best-selling vinyl album of 2023 so far, surpassing other uh, top-selling vinyl albums for the year by Pink, Paramore, and even Taylor Swift. A quick rundown of the top 10 best-selling vinyl albums of 2023 so far uh, coming in at number 10, Cuts and Bruises by the band Inhaler, which is fronted by Elijah Hewson. Does that name sound familiar, the last name, Hewson? Paul Hewson? Bono. It's Bono's son. Anyway, it's his band, Inhaler, coming in at number 10 with their album, Cuts and Bruises. At number 9, Memento Mori, the uh, new album by Depeche Mode. Coming in at number 8, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, still in the charts. At number 7, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd, their 50th anniversary reissue. At number 6, This Is Why by Paramore. At number 5, Midnights by Taylor Swift. At number 4, the Dark Side of the Moon live album that was just released from a concert back in, I want to say, 74? Coming in at number three, St. Jude by the Courtneers. I've never even heard of that. Coming in at number two, Cracker Island by Gorillaz. And, uh, and of course, in the number one spot, Lana Del Rey. It'll be interesting to see how this list shakes out over the remainder of the year. The annual BET Awards, the 23rd annual BET Awards, which calls itself the culture's biggest night, the uh, date for that has been announced. It will air live from Los Angeles on Sunday, June the 25th, and it will be the latest awards show to celebrate an incredible five decades of hip-hop. It will uh, be live in Los Angeles, but we do not have a venue nailed down for that yet. It traditionally has been held at the Microsoft Theater almost every year since 2013, so we think maybe it'll be there this year, but we'll find out a little bit more probably in the next coming week or two. We also are not sure who's going to host the show. In the last couple of years, Taraji P. Henson has hosted. Other hosts have been Chris Tucker, Chris Rock, Leslie Jones, Jamie Foxx, and Regina Hall, but we don't know yet who's going to be hosting this year. So again, hopefully more will come out about that in the next week or two, and I'll let you guys know as soon as I know. One of my favorite songs from the 80s was Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Remember that song? Now, the English pop band, they're reuniting for the first time in 36 years with their original lineup to perform at the Eurovision Song Contest opening ceremony next month. The BBC reports the group will reconvene in their hometown of Liverpool, where the event is taking place this year, to perform for the first time since they broke up in 1987. Since Relax was their biggest and only, I believe, uh, chart-topping hit, I'm sure they will perform that, so it'll be interesting to hear what that sounds like uh, 36, 37 years later. 
The opening ceremony takes place on May the 7th, and after a few days of performances, the Eurovision Song Contest finale will take place on May 13th. Everybody's favorite redheaded stranger, the great Willie Nelson, just celebrated his 90th birthday. Happy birthday, Willie. I'm so glad he's still around. He's a national treasure. Anyway, he just celebrated his uh, his birthday with two nights at the Hollywood Bowl. Actually, uh, uh, Saturday night and Sunday night. Huge concert. Tons of people. I'm sure we're going to see uh, videos released from this in the coming days. But just to, just to give you an idea of some of the people that joined Willie for his birthday celebration concert at the Hollywood Bowl, we had Beck. Billy Strings, Bobby Weir, Booker T. Jones, Chris Stapleton, Dave Matthews, Dwight Yoakam, Edie Brickell, Emmylou Harris, George Strait, Jack Johnson, Chris Christofferson, Leon Bridges, Lyle Lovett, Miranda Lambert, Margot Price, Nathaniel Rateliff, Neil Young, Orville Peck, Cheryl Crow, Roseanne Cash, Shooter Jennings, Stephen Stills, Snoop Dogg, Sturgill Simpson, Avid Brothers, The Chicks, The Lumineers, Tom Jones, Warren Haynes, uh, Ziggy Marley. So many great people joined him uh, for this show. So hopefully we're going to see some some videos and maybe some uh, some live audio coming from that very soon. If so, I will find out about it and I will share it with you. For Record Store Day, Beach House released a new five-song EP titled Become, and that is now available on streaming services everywhere. The collection of songs uh, didn't make it onto the, the, uh, the band's 2022 album Once Twice Melody, and so these are leftovers from that session, but they are now out, and they are fantastic. Be sure to check those out. Michael Anthony of Van Halen revealed during an interview with SiriusXM's Eddie Trunk that uh, they are working on releasing unheard Van Halen music. He briefly mentioned that they will start with releasing uh, music from the Sammy Hagar era, but they are working their way backwards and uh, digging back through the old stuff as well. So maybe we'll hear some, some old David Lee Roth stuff that never got released. I'll keep you guys updated on that as more information becomes available. Bobby Nelson uh, passed away in March of 2022. Bobby Nelson, of course, uh, older sister of Willie Nelson and uh, member of his band, but uh, longtime fan Amanda Shires recruited her to collaborate on an album that's going to be released soon uh, titled Loving You. It will be released on June the 23rd, and uh, Shires has already shared uh, their duet, their spin on George Gershwin's Summertime, featuring uh, none other than Willie Nelson himself. So that's going to be coming out soon. Be sure to keep an eye out for that, or an ear, as it was. The great Bonnie Raitt has postponed some upcoming concerts in May, putting them on hold until further notice as uh, she undergoes some needed surgery, and she'll be healing up from that, so she's not going to be able to keep those tour dates. She will not be able to perform at Brandy Carlisle's Mothership Weekend, as she was scheduled to, and she will also be rescheduling shows that were in uh, Athens, Louisville, Indianapolis, and Pittsburgh. Uh, The events were scheduled for May 17th through the 23rd. The Louisville and Indianapolis shows have already been rescheduled to June 30th and July the 1st, respectively. The Athens and Pittsburgh concerts will have new dates announced soon. Tickets for the original dates will be honored at the rescheduled shows. We don't know what kind of surgery she's having, but we wish her well and a full and speedy recovery and hope that she's back on stage very, very soon. And lastly, I saved the weirdest news for, for last. Travis Barker, drummer of Blink-182, has partnered with canned water company Liquid Death to sell luxury enema kits. Blink-182 had an album titled Enema of the State, and uh, now Liquid Death's Enema of the State collectible enema kit is the first ever celebrity-endorsed luxury enema kit. (sighs) 
For the low, low price of $182, you can flush your bowels with the gnarliest can of water around, signed by Mr. Courtney Kardashian himself. I don't know or care a single thing about the Kardashians, but apparently he's married to Courtney. This story was reported on a Consequence of Sound, and I kind of hated to report on it myself because I'm still not sure if this is a real thing or not. I mean, it is a real thing. It, they're, they're going to sell this thing for $182, but they also make a disclaimer saying that it is not intended for use as a real medical device and should never be placed in or near your butthole. To be quite honest, I don't really know how to follow that up with anything. So we are going to take a break right now for a quick message from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Are you tired of missing new music releases by the artists and bands you love? Music Butler sends you an email to let you know when the musicians you love release music, whether that be new full-length albums, shorter EPs, or even new singles. Services like Apple Music or Spotify don't always notify you of album releases on time, and they don't show upcoming releases for your favorite musicians, but Music Butler does. You can automatically import artists from your Apple Music, Spotify, or Last.fm accounts, or you can manually follow your favorites. It's free to try it out for 30 days. Music Butler takes all the effort out of staying current. Stop missing out on new releases and sign up for a free trial of Music Butler today at musicbutler.io. In this week's Z-Rex, Zappa's Recommendations, uh, my friend Chris Dallariva runs a compelling music newsletter called Can't Get Much Higher. A talented songwriter, musician, and producer himself, Chris masterfully explores popular music from the unique perspective of a data analyst. Music writing can be simply entertaining, but it's best when it's both entertaining and informative, teaching you something new in a fun and interesting way, and that's what Chris does best. Here are a few of his smartest pieces I found especially fascinating, one titled The Decline and Fall of the Hit Instrumental Song. Nowadays, vocalists control popular music, but that wasn't always true. Uh, another piece titled One Song, Many Writers, How Modern Songwriting Evolved into a Game of Aggressive Credit, Even for the People Who Didn't Technically Do the Composing. And uh, lastly, a piece called The Death of the Key Change. One of the key changes, pun intended, to the pop charts in the last 60 years is the demise of key changes. What happened? Subscribe to Can't Get Much Higher to read more of his brilliant work. I can't recommend it enough. As I mentioned earlier, The National has a new album out titled The First Two Pages of Frankenstein, and the most insanely talented music journalist working today, Amanda Petrusich, has uh, written for The New Yorker a piece about the band. It's called The Sad Dads of The National, and it's an absolute must-read whether you're a fan or not of the band. If you're a fan of incredible music journalism, you should check this piece out. There's links in the newsletter in the show notes for that. And lastly, as I previously mentioned also, Butch Bastard's new album, Las Vegas Salvation, just dropped, and I have included the video for the title track. Um, if you if you watch the video, check out the album cover, and then watch the video, and the, the final frames of the video will uh, sort of make everything uh, click into place for you, and you'll be like, oh, it'll be one of those aha moments. So be sure to check that out, also linked in the newsletter and the show notes. Every week, I list uh, that week's new releases that I find uh, cool or interesting that I think that you should check out. And uh, with each of those, I include a link to listen. You'll see the link that says listen. And if you click on that link, it actually takes you to a page where you can stream the song or album on your streaming service of choice, uh, as well as buy that album on your preferred platform of choice. So, for example, if I link to an album 
uh, say Butch Bastard's new album, Las Vegas Salvation, you can click that link. It will give you a page that has links to listen to that album directly on your streaming platform of choice, be that Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, whatever. There's all of them. They're all listed as well as links to buy that album everywhere it's available for sale, whether that be Apple iTunes store, on Amazon, on Bandcamp, whatever it is. It's very convenient. If you've never clicked on one of those links, be sure to check it out. So this week's new releases, we've got Butch Bastard's album. We've got new music from Glenn Matlock, uh, the Sex Pistols, uh, Joseph, the band Joseph, their new album, Joy Olodekin. Midlake has a new live album I mentioned. It's fantastic. Smokey Robinson, Stephen Stills, Taj Mahal, The Damned, and The National. And upcoming releases for the month of May on our release radar, we are going to see new music from Duran Jones, Ed Sheeran, The Lemon Twigs, Olivia Jean, The Smashing Pumpkins, Squirrel, Allison Goldfrapp, Daft Punk, Dropkick Murphys, Madison McFerrin, Moby, Dave Matthews Band, Graham Nash, Louis Capaldi, Paul Simon, Raul Melo, Sufjan Stevens, Arlo Parks, The Exploding Hearts, and Sparks. Those are all three different artists or bands there. Arlo Parks, Exploding Hearts, and Sparks. Sounds like they are part of a rhyme scheme, but they're not. It's really fun to say, though. Anywho, that's all the new music that I'm excited about over the next 30 days. I hope that you are, too. I will be covering each of those releases in more depth as they drop. Lastly, this brings us to On This Date, musical happenings of historical significance. Today, May the 1st, we celebrate birthdays for the great blues harmonica player Little Walter. Judy Collins celebrates her birthday. Rita Coolidge, Darcy Retzky of Smashing Pumpkins, and uh, Bernard Butler of Suede. Also, on this date in 1980, the South African government banned Pink Floyd's single Another Brick in the Wall Part 2 after children adopted the song as their anthem in protest against inferior education. May 2nd, we celebrate the birthdays of the great guitarist Link Ray, Engelbert Humperdinck, Leslie Gore, Lou Graham, Lily Allen, and Lucy Dacus. Also, May 2nd in 1972, Bruce Springsteen auditioned for CBS Records A&R man John Hammond in New York City. Springsteen played a short set for him in his office. Hammond was so impressed that he arranged a real audition that night at the Gaslight Club in New York for other Columbia executives, and uh, clearly Bruce passed his audition. May 3rd birthdays include Bing Crosby, Pete Seeger, James Brown, Frankie Bally, and Christopher Cross. May the 3rd of 1969, Jimi Hendrix was arrested by police on his way to Toronto for possession of hashish and heroin. Hendrix claimed the drugs had been planted on him. May 4th birthdays include the great guitarist Dick Dale, Nicholas Ashford of Ashford and Simpson, Mick Mars of Motley Crue, and Bruce Day, the bassist for uh, California smooth rock band Pablo Cruz, Greg Alexander of New Radicals, and Mike Durnt of Green Day all celebrate birthdays on May the 4th. May 4th of 1970, four students at Kent University were killed and 11 wounded by National Guard troops at a campus demonstration protesting the escalation of the Vietnam War. The incident inspired Neil Young to write the song Ohio, which became a hit for Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Also, on May 4th of 2012, American rapper, musician, film director, and human rights activist Adam Yalk of Beastie Boys died of cancer at the age of 47. 
May 5th birthdays include soul singer Johnny Taylor, country singer Tammy Wynette, Bill Ward, drummer of Black Sabbath, Roddy Radiation of The Specials, Ian McCulloch of Echo and the Bunnymen, and Adele. Did you know Adele's full name is Adele Laurie Blue Adkins? Adele Laurie Blue Adkins. Also, on that date in 1969, the Beatles single Get Back was released in the U.S. May 6th birthdays include Bob Seger, guitarist Davy Johnstone, best known for his work with Elton John, John Flansburg of They Might Be Giants, Chris Shiflett of the Foo Fighters, and Meek Mill. Also, on May 6th of 1965, in their Clearwater, Florida hotel room, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards worked out the opening guitar riff of I Can't Get No Satisfaction following Richards' purchase of a Gibson fuzz box earlier that day. Pretty cool, right? May 7th birthdays include Jimmy Ruffin, Cornelius Bumpers, Jerry Nolan, uh, drummer for the New York Dolls, and Bill Kreutzman, drummer of the Grateful Dead, who will not be touring with Dead and Company, as I mentioned earlier, Steve Diggle, guitarist for uh, Buzzcocks, Phil Campbell of Motorhead, Eagle Eye Cherry, and Matt Helders of Arctic Monkeys all celebrate birthdays on May 7th. Also, May 7th of 1968, on flying back to the UK after a US tour after his last gig with the band Bluesology, keyboard player Reginald Dwight gave some thought to a stage name he could use for his burgeoning solo career. In the cabin of the plane, he came across the band's horn player named Elton Dean and lead singer named uh, Long John Baldry, and he asked them if he could appropriate their names to concoct a new name for himself. They agreed, and Elton John was born. Can you believe we've reached the end of another show? We have come to the end of the road, as it were. Thank you guys for listening today. Thanks for coming back week after week, and thanks for subscribing. Please consider backing Zappagram with a paid subscription at zappagram.com. The mother of all music podcasts and newsletters can only keep going and growing as a direct result of your generous support, and I really appreciate that very much. Listen to all the new music that I told you guys about this week. Be sure to check out the links to that in the show notes and the newsletter. Uh, Most especially listen to Butch Bastard's Las Vegas Salvation. It's going to be my album of the year. I think it's going to be yours, too. Let me know what you think. Hey, at chrisappa.com, give me a shout-out. Take care of each other. Be safe out there, everyone, and I will see you again next week. Chris Appa, out. Out.